The 2019 Superstar Shakeup is now officially in the record books, and man, was it a great shakeup. Stick around as we discuss who got moved from to Raw, SmackDown, and what we expect to see from them in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to VGR Locked Down. I'm your host, Double A-Ron, along with my main man, Steven. We got the Superstar Shake Up. A lot of good things, a lot of bad things, a lot of exciting things, a lot of things to talk about, Steven. What's up, bro? What's going on? All right, see, superstar Shake Up just happened. Um, it may have been the most... The biggest shakeup they've had in a couple years, and just so I can, I'm, we're gonna, I'm actually gonna run down the list of who got moved, and then we'll go into uh, what we think is gonna happen with them, where their stock is gonna be. So, just starting with uh, Monday Night Raw, they acquired the Miz, the still nameless tag team of Alistair Black and Ricochet, the War Raiders. Unfortunately, renamed as the Viking Experience. <laughs> Andrade and Zelina Vega. We picked up Cedric Alexander from 205 Live. Rey Mysterio. The Usos. Naomi. We saw the breakup of Sanity with Eric Young coming to Raw alone. <clears throat> Lacey Evans. EC3. And of course, the biggest acquisition... For Monday Night Raw, which is AJ Styles. Now, over on the blue brand, you got IC champion Finn Balor. What might be a team of Bailey and Ember Moon. You had Kyrie Sane, who's formed a tag team with Asuka under the manager Paige. Uh, then you picked up Lars Sullivan. Buddy Murphy from 205 Live. We got a partial breakup of the Riot Squad with Liv Morgan coming over. We got the glorious tag team split up with Chad Gable coming over alone. We got Apollo Crews. Mickey James. Heavy Machinery. And of course, what made this probably the one of the biggest shakeups is that the top star of the company... Roman Reigns got moved over to SmackDown. Oh, and let me not forget uh, Elias as well. Mm. So that you know that was that was a shakeup. Now the end result of this, and I feel like there's still some moves that will that haven't been announced yet. And before we go into the other superstars, there are two things that do stand out to me after this shakeup, and that's. Currently, the both the IC Championship and the United States Championship are both still on the same brand. Uh, so I'm expecting at some point to hear either A, Finn Balor has a championship match on Raw that he really doesn't need to lose. Um, or B, Samoa Joe's going over to Raw. What if they do a dual champion like Becky Lynch? No. The brands need to be kept separate especially with the fox deal on the horizon um but i won't go too deeply into that but uh i feel like from what i heard at least 
Joe wasn't at Raw or SmackDown this week, so I believe he's out with an illness. So just like they announced multiple moves after both Raw and SmackDown, like Heavy Machinery, I think I found out that they were going to SmackDown uh, via a, a, a Twitter feed. It wasn't officially announced on the show. I see Samoa Joe being moved, especially since uh, Joe and Braun had that brawl last week on SmackDown. And I'm pretty certain people are interested in that. So I see him getting moved. The other person that's still in the wind right now is Nikki Cross. She was one of the call-ups a few months ago that wasn't assigned to brands. And I think right now she's the only one that hasn't been assigned to brands. But outside of that, let's go over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's start, you know, I, I know you're probably the most excited about this guy. Um, so we're going to go right into him. Uh, what, what do you see for The Miz over on Raw? This is what I'm hoping for. I really want The Miz to turn heel. I know um, some people disagree. Too soon. I, I get it. But as a baby face, he doesn't measure up to the guys over there. He doesn't measure up to Seth Rollins as a baby face, AJ Styles as a baby face, or even Braun Strowman. I mean, the reason why The Miz as a babyface worked this time is, yes, he put in a lot of work and has been doing a lot of good work in recent years. But the storyline that they did with Shane McMahon was such a good storyline that it was easy to root for him. But compared to Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, The Miz is just not going to work. See, now, I, I see you, you don't think that he measures up to Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, which... You know, those are your clear-cut number one, number two baby faces on Raw. But does he really measure up to the other hills? Who are the other hills that he's, that's better than him? Well, I mean, you, you got Brock. Don't count Brock. He's going to UFC. He's going to be away for, for five months. Doesn't matter. He's still there. I'm not counting him. I'm like, you, Who you, else? you got Drew McIntyre. The Miz has been doing better work than Drew. Drew, is, is a, they got more of a plan for I Drew. I want to say that while on a microphone, yeah, sure. But as far as that physical intimidation factor, he doesn't stand up. No, that but that's it. I mean, I even feel like the Miz has better matches than, than Drew McIntyre. Even though Drew is a better worker, he hasn't been put in a position to have the, these great matches, excluding NXT. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. Fair point. But I, I still feel like it's too soon. I, I kind of get tired of the whole, you know, you turn a person, uh, you turn them a couple weeks later, you turn them again, a couple weeks later, you turn them again. You see how poorly that went over when they tried that with Big Show a few years ago. Well, they did that with Big Show. He changed heel and face like 30 times throughout his career. The Miz has only mean, been a baby face twice. I and he's been like, in, in a career for like 15 years. Braun Strowman. Lost a little bit of steam last year. Absolutely, that was a, a dumb move They couldn't move make by their Braun. mind when they wanted him to be face or heel. But Braun had the potential to be like a number one baby face in the company, and they turned him heel just to step aside for Roman Reigns. That's why that sucked. But the Miz stepping aside because there's so many other baby faces that there's no room for him to shine. I don't know. It's different. There, there, there's room for him. I don't think there might be room for him as a WWE champion, which is. A shame. But there's definitely room. Would you want AJ Styles to turn heel and team back up with the Bullet Club? Not quite yet. And last time I checked, I think uh, Gallows and Anderson, aren't they still on SmackDown? I didn't hear. 
Yeah, I, I th- and actually, I think their contracts are up, and they're not reaching up, and so they're going to be gone anyway. Mm. But I feel like by keeping the Miz as a face, it also makes room for the other hills. Because, I mean, granted, Brock is going to be gone for a few months. You got Drew McIntyre. You got Andrade. You, you And then I'd also a lot like to see them better utilize Eric Young, EC3, and now the no longer in a tag team, Bobby Roode. And I feel like those three definitely need to be a hill. I think The Miz can thrive as a face. And honestly, right now, unfortunately, for him probably, he's going to have to remain a face because, uh, to my knowledge, part of the reason why they moved him over to Monday Night Raw is to give them an extra day or two to promote The Miz and Mrs. And you want, you know, for a TV show... You want to promote a baby face, not a hill. That's a good point. And we'll see where it goes. And I do agree with you about the hills. I hope they do give him a chance. Someone like Bobby Roode, I've been on record saying that their career has... Oh, been- and I forgot about uh, Bobby Lashley. You still got Bobby Lashley. Uh, who cares about Bobby Lashley? But I'm thinking like as like Bobby Roode, as far as he goes, I really want him to get back to how he was in NXT. I know you said you feel like his character is the same. I do not. I think Bobby Roode has all the potential to be a top star. And, well, the thing is, if you don't want to turn AJ Styles, you don't want to turn Seth Rollins, and you want to keep the Miz face, then I guess the Miz would have to be kind of like the upper mid-card role. He would have to take the United States belt, which I'm pretty sure he's going to do, or unless the Intercontinental Championship is going to stay on Raw, then he would have to take that. And a Miz versus Bobby Roode uh, match could work. I would also be a bit interested in a Miz versus Drew McIntyre type of match. But I just feel like the Miz, he works better. I mean, as a worker, as a heel. Now, I haven't got a chance to see too many of the Miz's matches as a babyface. So I'm not going to judge it. That match he had at WrestleMania was a good spectacle against Shane McMahon. He has done good work as a babyface, but his in-ring work seems better as a heel. But... You're right. They do have some strong heels with a lot of potential. And I would be interested in seeing the Miz feud with some of those guys. But I guess it's just one of those things where I really miss. Like, I really feel like it's a missed opportunity. It's like the storyline that the Daniel Bryan had is kind of the storyline I wanted the like kind of the, the void I wanted the Miz to be in. Like, I wanted the Miz to be this smug heel champion and then... Uh, popular baby face upsets him and takes the belt away from him at WrestleMania. That's kind of the story I wanted for years, but they kind of switched the roles. They actually, that baby face I was expecting is Daniel Bryan and they made him the smug hill. And I definitely wasn't expecting Kofi Kingston of all people I mean, to I, be I that loving think, uh, baby face to take the belt away. No, no one expected Kofi Kingston, but I mean, that, that really came out of, you know, thin nowhere. air and, and the luck of, Luck for Kofi, and I'm kind of unfortunate for Ali. Because that was supposed to be him. Well, in that gauntlet match that put Kofi pretty much on the map, yeah, that was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. But he had an injury that kept him out. And they replaced him with Kofi and Kofi. 
did his thing. Know, he did his thing. So he, he took advantage of an opportunity that he wouldn't have otherwise had. Well, that's good for him. But I'm saying I really want the Miz with the work that the Miz has done within the last. I only want you to think back in 2015. I've seen people go on record saying that he should quit wrestling and be an announcer. That's where his stock was in the company at the time. He shouldn't even be a wrestler. It's over for him. Now it's to the point where, like, it's a shame he hasn't been WWE champion. And it's still that point. Like, he should be WWE champion. And I don't WWE or Universal. Which, either way, (laughs) he should have either top belt. I know he got moved to Raw. So if he want to be the universal belt on him, but I don't know if that's going to happen as a babyface, and that, that's the problem. I mean, that's that's a fair point. So you know, moving on, let's talk about the tag teams on Raw. And I mean, you know, you've heard me talk about this in the past, and my other my complete disappointment on how SmackDown, you know, that was the home. Of tag teams, and if you wanted to see tag team wrestling, you you watch SmackDown. Now I, they've rectified that problem, and I, you know I was saying this uh, before the shakeup happened in the sense of they needed to rebalance um, definitely the tag team division, and I think they did an effective job doing that because you got Aleister Black and Ricochet, you got the War Raiders, and you got the Usos. Well, I think. Just alone with the Usos, they're such a great talent. They can carry a whole tag team division by themselves. So just the fact that they added the Usos to Raw and SmackDown has so many great tag teams, I think tag teams on both shows should be really happy. Hopefully someone like The Revival will be happier in their roles and happier with the people they fight. Now, I'm hoping that The Revival doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Because I'm like, that's three new teams. And they all have a lot of buzz i mean this usos down down straight down to it has been probably one of the best tag teams the last couple years the war raiders and uh, I, I i really don't want to call them the viking experience but they were one of the top tag teams on the indie scene and then i mean alistair black and ricochet they dominated down in nxt as single competitors and so far with them as a tag team, there hasn't been a match that they've been in that I was disappointed in. They've been putting in good work. And they have good chemistry, surprisingly, even though they didn't work as a tag team in NXT. So I definitely agree. Um, I think it all and depends. Then, oh yeah, that, Go ahead. AOP, I believe, is due to be coming back soon. I, I thought they had just been off of TV. Dude, but they come really to find big- out, Akam was injured. And that's why the team's been off for Raw. You think they really got big plans for AOP? I mean, they got big size, good size and stuff, but they never were booked well. They've never been booked well on Raw. They were booked extremely well in NXT. Everybody's booked extremely well in NXT. And I think when things were just to start to about to get going for AOP, that was when Akam got injured. Yeah, and that's when they had a the manager piss his pants. I, I really don't know, <laughs> like... What direction they were trying to go with with that group? I don't think they really had a plan. To, those are guys that they just big bruisers, just having beat people up and win the championship. It was a real simple formula, but I don't know what they were trying to do. But I think as far as the revival goes, I think it all depends on them. If they're going to resign an extension or something, I think they might start getting booked a little better. But 
I'm, I don't think the WWE wants to go all in on them and start booking them strong if they feel like it's an opportunity. They could be booked strong. They could be credible champions or credible tag team and just go to AEW in a couple months. They, they, they don't want to do that. So stop, stop trying to send people over to AEW. I'm starting to think that you're a talent scout for them or something. Uh, hey, listen. When the Revival won a match, went to the back, said, Hey, Vince McMahon, we won our release. I'm pretty sure they wanted, They were thinking about AEW or Ring of Honor or some other organization like that. So that was a pretty obvious choice because they were cheating Revival like nothing. And they were one of the few credible tag teams that were legit tag teams coming into their show. And they treated them like nothing. The same way they used to treat the Usos like nothing back in 08. People forget how long the Usos been there and how they were the only tag team, true tag team in the company. And they could care less about them. Now, how hard they had to work to get some type of recognition. So, we'll see what happens with the Revival. I don't want them to sign. Because I do think even if even if they re-sign, they're still going to be lost in the shuffle. Because they don't really fit the mold that Vince McMahon is looking for. Like, their mic skills isn't great. It's solid, but isn't great. They have more of an old school type of style. And they're really not all that big and tall. So, I don't know how Vince McMahon feels about them. Okay, so, um, you know what? I, th I think we spent enough time on Raw. I still, there are a couple people <laughs> that we're not going to get into right now, and that's Andrade and Rey Mysterio, and of course Eric Young. Um, I'm, 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 I'm curious on what they're going to do with them. Lower uh, mid card, <clears throat> but uh, I'm hoping to see better things for Andrade. Rey Mysterio's kind of been in and out. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing maybe he has a, you know, a more free time contract. But let's let's switch over to SmackDown. Okay. So <laughs> let's get right down to it and address the elephant in the room. We got Finn Balor on SmackDown. How do you think that's going to change things for him? I think that's going to change things drastically for him. I feel like SmackDown is the void of like a real top top babyface. As far as like the mid card goes, Kofi Kingston, I guess, is considered a main eventer since he is champ. Roman Reigns is considered a main eventer because he's Roman Reigns, a small <laughs> boy named Roman Reigns. And then um, I don't think there's too much like upper mid card, mid card, transitional baby faces that can float from the mid card to the main event. And I think Vin Balor can take that void, like fill that place perfectly. And as the IC champion on SmackDown, I think he's going to be really good. And I definitely don't think he should be lost in the shuffle. So I think that's a good move for SmackDown. And um, I'm, I'm just got to see the whole list of who all the, the heels are that's there. But I think that um, he can it's, have some interesting... It, almost, it, it kind of seems like all of their top heels over on SmackDown, they have thrown into tag teams. I mean, really, your best two heels um, are Rusev and Nakamura. And they're in a tag team with each other. They should, honestly, this is what I would do. This is different. I would do three months of him feuding with them as a tag team. And they're just both trying to take the belt away from him. I would do a month uh, of, I mean, of They Rusev. already did that storyline. They did that with uh, our truth I'm not trying to see that again. That was years ago. I don't care about that. When did that happen? Last year. No one cares about our truth <laughs> I, I don't remember that. He, he's been so irrelevant for years now. But I would say... 
Rusev versus Finn Balor for a month will be fine. And then Finn Balor versus Shakamore. Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura. Ah, Nakamura. I, I forgot I forgot all about his name. But but um, Finn Balor versus Nakamura. You know, Lana supporting him. And both of them trying to take the IC But I think that'd be a good, interesting couple of months of TV. And I don't even see... I don't even like them as a tag team anyways. They should just have a common split. Just, okay... Like, I don't want them to feud. I want Nakamura and Rusev to just shake hands and say, huh, I, I just think we need to do our own thing. <laughs> I, I mean, that's happened before. Cesaro did that with Paul Heyman. They just shake hands and say, huh, we need, everything doesn't need to be a feud. Just say, oh, it, it ain't working out. We're just going to do our own thing. And then both of them, you know, at different times go and feud with Finn Balor. I, that would be interesting TV to me. What you think? Mm, I don't know. But you know what? We're talking about Hills, and they, they did get a nice infusion of some hills as well. Um, Buddy Murphy from 205 Live. Chad Gable is technically a hill. And then, of course, Elias. I think Elias, because of his character. He's the future of the company, man. Yeah, that's what they that's what He was endorsed to by Vince McMahon. That's what they're trying to promote. Biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. In his opinion. But all I'm going to say is this. Um, I don't know if the in-ring work of, of his, uh, you know, the, his in-ring work is enough to be a main eventer. But his character and his mic That's the skill. one thing that I always feel bad about Elias for. And that's, people have always been skeptical of his in-ring work. And I mean, I'm skeptical. Of his in-ring work. Because it just seems odd that. For as long as Elias has been around. I really can't remember Elias having. Too many matches. Typically I'm just so. Elias is that guy that comes out and plays the guitar and gets interrupted. Yeah. and But they put him in a lot of matches. And they just weren't good. I mean he had a match with Dolph Ziggler. And that was a boring match. How do you have a boring match with Dolph Ziggler? I've never seen Dolph Ziggler have a boring match with anybody. I feel like if I just decide to start wrestling tomorrow, me and Dolph Ziggler would have an entertaining match. I mean, I still think it also depends on which Dolph Ziggler you're fighting. Sometimes he's Dolph always Ziggler, motivated. I've never seen Dolph Ziggler always, have a boring match. He's not always motivated, but it's one of those things where I also feel like styles matter, and I just think sometimes. You just don't have chemistry with a certain superstar. But nobody? You can't have a good match with nobody? A lot of times I don't feel like his matches are given a lot of time in the first place. It's not like he's getting these uh, pay-per-view matches where they're giving him 15, 20 minutes to actually put on a match. Typically when he's had his matches, they've been on Raw and they've been, you know, five, six minutes. Not everybody can put on a classic in five, six minutes. I understand that. But I know he's been in longer matches than five to six minutes. And, and I guarantee you, those matches were not good. Were not fun. Well, you, you know, you go dig in the vault and see if you can find okay. some Elias matches that's longer than uh, five, six minutes. I will do that. Now. I will. Let's address this guy. I, I see big things for him. And, you know, despite him having some issues earlier in the year, uh, they still seem to be firmly behind him. And that's Lars Sullivan. Where's he at? SmackDown. He's going to SmackDown. Perfect. I think that's a good place for him. Um, if they book him right, 
use him right and make his character correct. I don't know if they want to put him with a manager or just have him be this quiet monster. Either way, I really believe that this should be big things for Lars Sullivan. And I think that um, he hasn't done anything to impress me, but he does have a good look. Um, he is athletic. And I think if they use him right, they could work. Now, Man, that, that's going to be Roman's new villain. It could be. And that's actually the, the, the thing, the, the one odd thing. Like, I feel like they did a good job at shaking up the brands. Um, but I'm not sure if Roman Reigns going to SmackDown is a good thing or a bad thing. And it, the reason why I think that is because, I, and I don't know if it's that they've always made it raw is superior you know superior to smackdown or what but right now it's kind of like uh smackdown had its main event and i feel like it's the, their main event was fairly balanced out it, it you know kind of same like at any point in time almost anybody could beat anybody and I think that's kind of how uh, Kofi Kingston was able to move up the ring so quickly. I think that's why Ali was able to do so well as uh, on SmackDown as well. But I feel like Roman Reigns being moved over to SmackDown, you had the SmackDown main event, and now you moved Roman Reigns over, and it just see, it feels like Roman Reigns is super main event when compared to. The current main event roster. Yeah, because you really don't have anybody on this level. Because AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, all those guys, I feel like is on Roman Reigns' level. And they're well, all on a different I, show. Well, I guess you, you say level. I just... There's nobody that I really see... Can realistically beat Roman. I mean, you got Samoa Joe, um, which is probably their best option. He and, might be going to Raw, though. Right, Exactly. But until they move them, they got Samoa Joe. And then, you know, their only other option really and truly would be Lars Sullivan. Not because Lars Sullivan has done anything to prove that he could beat Roman or it would make sense for him to beat Roman. But at least he has the, the look, the build, and no losses on SmackDown to speak of, you know. Uh, to compare that to, to build that credibility. So right. if they use him right, that could be believable. But my question to you, Stephen, is how bad would Roman Reigns get booed if he beats Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship? Extremely bad. At least definitely right now. Even though he beat cancer, you still think that um the, the, the fans would turn on him? Yeah, definitely. Because it's one of those things where WWE says that they listen to the fans. Kind of like Daniel Bryan years ago, Kofi Kingston was the fans' choice. And by backing off of that, by putting the title instantly on Roman Reigns, pretty much just says, yeah, we don't really care how you feel. We gave you WrestleMania. Now we're going to go back to doing what we want to do. So it's, it's just a big slap in the face for him. What if it's a thing where the New Day turn on Kofi Kingston? That's a Russell. different story. See, you're adding a whole different I'm, I'm thinking that's how he's going to lose the belt. To so a I'm, story. I'm asking, would that take the heat off of Roman Reigns? Or would yeah, it would because the, 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 
loss of the title for Kofi would be a betrayal. But I don't, I, I don't want to see that because already too far uh, do this whole process. It just, it doesn't make sense story wise. You had, you had these guys that were fighting for him to get that opportunity to turn on him. That doesn't quite make sense. It could be a thing where, like. You know how hills are. They and I thought you were the one that, you know, you, you always, you know, fantasize and you never understood why do tag teams and stables always have to break no, up. Yeah, you're right. And I have said that. And I am happy that the New Day are legitimately happy for Kofi being WWE champion and supporting them. But I just know the mind of Vince McMahon. And I'm not so, trying to you know, go against but it. But now you just put that idea in his head. So if it happens, it's <laughs> it, your fault. It's my fault. I said it. You're right. You're right. It's my fault. I said it. But... I'm just trying to come to the reality. He's like, they probably are going to break up eventually. I don't want them to, but they probably are going to break up eventually. And they are, they are going to want to put the belt on Roman Reigns. And I'm just curious how they're going to do it. And I don't think it's going to be a hot potato thing where Lars Sullivan is going to beat Kofi Kingston and a month later give it to Roman Reigns. I don't think that's going to make it any better now, I think for Roman Reigns. Th- there's going to be somebody in between. That would be the only smart thing for them to do. What like about I, Rusev? Give it to Rusev. What's <laughs> wrong with Rusev? I don't understand. What, Steven, give me one thing that's wrong with Rusev. Help me out. Maybe I'm missing something. His wife is salty. About what? Oh, see, you, you got to follow Lana, man. So she has, a, I think it's a, a YouTube channel. And she's salty. No, you, 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 just ch- check it out on YouTube. You know, she, she definitely vocally uh, voices her displeasure. With the company, her standing. She does it in funny ways. Rusev's in the room operating the camera, so he's guilty by association. Okay, well, I guess it's the type of thing where Lana, for instance, she should just, I hate to sound sexist, but just know her role and shut her mouth. Because you know what? As a manager, she was great. I loved her as a manager. Then she dropped her accent, which I'm always confused by. What happened to Kayfabe? Are we supposed to forget that... Kofi was Jamaican and Alana was Russian. Like, what happened with that? Number one, number two. I mean, she she's still Russian. I've seen her talk with an English accent. I mean, she's now. just Americanized. Uh, yeah, that's. I weird. mean, well, I mean, you really can't say that because uh, Idris Elba is definitely British. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln is definitely British. But in their talk, in their British accents. Def- no, they come in, they do movies, and they speak with an American accent. Yes, for a role, but in the movie. You don't see Rick Grimes start talking in a British accent. That never happens. He keeps his cape fabe. He keeps his character the same. But he can speak both ways is what I'm saying. It doesn't saying. matter. Like she You're can supposed speak to keep your character. She can speak with a Russian accent and an American accent. Okay, but what is her character supposed to be? Russian with the accent. She should have kept that. But anyways... It's called as character a, development. Whatever. As, anyways, as a manager, she was great. As a wrestler, she's trash. I don't know. Does she expect to be booked as good as Charlotte or something? Not at all. What does she want? She's just salty. That's crazy. I am really upset with Rusev. <laughs> Rusev, he's done everything to get his body in shape. He has. He's a hell of a wrestler. Hell of a uh, mic talk. He he has hell of like a lot of mic skills. He has the charisma. He has the fans supporting him. He can get the fans to boo him. He can get the fans to cheer him. He passes all the eyeball tests, and he looks intimidating. And they still won't do nothing with him. I'm confused. What else does he have to do? I don't, I don't know. But you know what? We'll get back to that to another day. 
Thanks again for joining us for another edition of VGR like Lockdown. Make sure, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, share this podcast with your friends. Catch you guys next time. Yeah.